gonna try my best here because you know, we haven't, I haven't done this in a couple of weeks now. I feel like uh, I'm nervous to record. Oh no, there's nothing to be nervous about. We believe in you, Jack. Thank you. Hey, welcome <laughs> Thank everybody. You. We are here with Hi. the brand new struggle session and returning from Thailand. Uh huh. Is our co-host Jack Allison, who Leslie has graciously unfired. Yeah, yes, Thank I you graciously. So much, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I want to, you know, welcome you back to the show. I want to. Um, just want to point out to the fans that this is the result of arbitration. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, Jack is very, very litigious. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and you know he bought some, bought some high powered attorneys. I believe he actually hired the Kroll firm, um, <laughs> the same the same lawyers that um, uh, Harvey Weinstein hired to mm-hmm. come after us, come after myself, uh, yeah. my family. Yeah, um, basically, just dig up every- any kind of dirt that you know ever could be uh, tied to you in any way whatsoever and use it to ruin your life uh, yeah. uh, if, uh, you know, I don't get what I want. Yeah, but fair is fair. So that's he- why there was that Mossad agent going through my mail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, fair is fair, and Jack's back, and I'm obligated to say that I'm very happy to have him back. So how how was your honeymoon, Jack? Uh, it was wonderful. Um, you know, I got to lay on the beach, relax, and post. Uh, I did a lot of angry posting. I'm actually noticing now that I'm back from the honeymoon that I'm doing less posting because I, I have, you know, less free time. Uh, uh, <laughs> so it was a beautiful place to sit back, relax, and uh, think about how uh, Hillary Clinton shielded a sex offender and uh, uh, things like that. Oh, yeah, no, you weren't here for that, yeah. I, mean, I think I was, I think I was gone stuff. for sort of the tail end of that. I missed the um, the State of the Union, which was nice to miss. Uh, I missed basically like the whole of the Olympics, which uh, has been just fine. I don't give a shit about missing. Yeah, we the haven't Olympics. really we haven't really talked about the Olympics at all. But it is remarkable how NBC has constantly managed to top itself with its shittier and shittier coverage. Yeah, it's I mean, a- all I truly all I have seen from the Olympics is that there was some stuff about, like, Kim Jong-un's sister is Bay, and then everyone got mad about saying Kim Jong-un's sister is Bay, and then people got mad at the people that got mad for saying that was it was wrong to say that she's Bay, and I just don't even know where I'm supposed to stand on whether or not <laughs> Kim Jong-un's sister is Bay or not. I just want to make it very clear. It's very important that you, as a person who will never, ever, ever set foot in North Korea, have a, the exact right opinion about North Korea. And whether or not... She's Bay, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very it is important. kind of funny seeing like all you have to do to get positive coverage is dump on Trump. Like you yeah. could, you can, you could literally have like somebody in like in 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 prison for life for like eating three toddlers. Going Trumpers bad, and they'd be like serial child yeah. eater has the right political. I, I think that Harvey Weinstein's going to be doing a, a tour with. Uh, Rob Reiner pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, that's the smart way out. Like, Harvey, if you're listening, and I know you are. Uh... That's a smelly, smelly condo they'd be staying in. <laughs> I actually saw that uh, Harvey's daughter's apartment in West Hollywood is now up for rent, and it's $7,500 a month. So if we want to crowdfund that and have a struggle session HQ in Harvey <laughs> Weinstein's daughter's apartment... Uh, it's big, you know, obviously. Yeah. How many times do you think Malia Obama visited that very space? Oh, God, like twice. <laughs> I mean, probably that's, it is the case. Um, like, that must have been like the worst. Like, hey, so you're going to go. I mean, Malia Obama actually has had like a brutal Hollywood career because before yeah. she was Harvey Weinstein's interns, she was a PA on girls. Yeah. So like oh she's seeing how bad it yeah. is. Yeah, no, that's that's like a pretty good. She probably got a pretty good lay of the land of how terrible this is. Uh, that really I'm surprised makes me- that- that I'm surprised she's me, still in the country after working for those people. I really that makes me wonder, like, what kind of father is Obama that he lets his daughter <laughs> intern for girls? Like the Harvey, Harvey Weinstein thing was bad, but fucking Lena Dunham, like, come on. <laughs> um, well, what else is going on? So yeah, Thailand was pretty good. Uh, I got to see a lot of temples and things like that, uh, uh, which I think are cool. And uh, I ate a lot of food um, and hung out on beaches and stuff like that. Like I, I really don't know what else to say about the honeymoon. <laughs> I, frankly, it's a little strange, you know, that I, uh, uh, I do any, do some kind of show where anyone will have any interest whatsoever in how my honeymoon is. You're a married man now. <laughs> I am a married man now. How does that feel? I, it feels like I have to get the work done to get Kate on my health insurance because that was the whole point of this thing in the first place. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking lose it at the end of the next month if I uh, 
Well, who knows? I have no idea. Uh, um, I, maybe some money came through or something, but I, I really, uh, uh, that's what I think about being married. Mm. I'm rusty on this. I'm rambling a little no, bit. No, 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 no. That's uh, okay. Uh, we're, we're getting back into the groove. Yeah. It's sort of like when uh, Austin Powers came out of cryogenesis and had to just <laughs> sort of adjust to the new world 40 yeah. years have passed. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, uh, what did I, what I read a lot of One Piece on my uh, honeymoon, which is uh, not maybe something I should, like, admit for something that will be on the public record for the rest of my life, uh, <laughs> but I did. It is true. Uh, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. T- take a step back. You are in a One Piece Discord channel. Uh-huh. So why would you, you gotta wear that shit with pride. You I do fly, wear it with pride. I do wear it with pride. Fly the I, flag. There is that, like, you know, it's like, uh... We're going to have to cut this part out, but, like, when that Rob Porter stuff was coming out and they were like, he called his wife a fucking bitch on the honeymoon, I was like, someday is it going to be in, like, some article that's like, he read One Piece on his honeymoon? <laughs> Don't cut that out. That's amazing. <laughs> Keep that. I refuse to let you cut this. <laughs> it's this uh, going to be in some, like, rundown of me someday? Like, probably. And I'll deserve no. it, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, speak it. Speaking of, you know, One Piece and manga and anime, I, I just found out today that we, uh, there's another brother in the pro-anime struggle, um, Mr. Michael B. Jordan, star mm. of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. He's anime bro. Like, you could tell by looking at him, like, especially when he was younger, before he got all swole, that he was totally the black dude who was in the Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> in the Dragon no, Ball? <laughs> no question about it. Like, it's you only because... He's famous that we didn't notice before. We don't. We haven't talked about this much, and I think we should eventually. Like, this is worth its own deep dive episode. But like the the interlocking of Black and Asian culture is really cool. There's yeah. like really cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's everywhere. It's in anime. It's in hip hop. It's in old kung fu movies. It's in it's in a it's an aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is go to any, like, Capcom or Street Fighter tournament, and there's, like, barely any white kids there. It's all Asian and black kids. And it's, it's like, it's a, uh, it's a part of a cultural fusion that we don't really talk about as a society. Yeah. And I don't know why. Because yeah. it doesn't involve white people. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, like, it's funny. Like, some people will get, because I lived in Japan for a few years, and people know I, like, you know, Japanese stuff, people yell at me and like try to call me, oh, he's a weeb. And I'm like, bruh, weeaboo is an insult that white people use against other white people because you think Asian culture is inferior. <laughs> so that's why that insult uh, works on other white people. It doesn't work on other black people because we don't have that whole hang up about white supremacy and shit and um, <laughs> looking down on other cultures. It's basically like calling a black person a wigger. Basically, like that's exactly what uh, weeaboo means. It means Wapanese. It's uh, like a substitute for Wapanese because yeah. <laughs> so calling black people weeaboos, um, that just means you're super, super duper um, white. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, I uh, yeah. I mean, well, I've been doing exactly the same thing I've been doing for the last six months while you were gone, which is I've been editing and recording podcasts and playing video games. Yeah. So you haven't missed that much. You missed a few shootings, but other than that. You really I, I still made much. it back for a couple. <laughs> I yeah. made it back for a couple of the shootings. Well, you know, hey, it's um, it's, it's a daily. It's every day is a hallmark shooting day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a yeah, uh, shootings in Russia as far as politics goes. They've finally Jack. This I hope you're sitting down for this. They finally indicted thirteen Russians for posting. Oh my god! Um, I mean, the mods. This is the biggest crackdown by the mods of my lifetime. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I guess that, like, whatever. I read, I looked at Mueller's indictment, um, and uh, it is very clear that there were some people doing some posting. Um, and uh, we'll, 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 we will see yet if this is the posting that causes an international incident. Here's, uh, here's my question, though. You know, for all of the talk about these Russian bots amplifying political candidates like Trump and amplifying political candidates like Bernie Sanders and Jill Stein— uh, like the highest one was at midnight. Yeah, you sent me this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So someone like trawled through like the data, right, of like what these accounts were posting about, and the top account that they like amplified or posted to was at midnight. Is yeah, that the correct? Chris Hardwick game show that got canceled a couple of years ago. Yeah, so, so truly, like the first front of the Russo-American war that seems to be uh, brewing right now might be the hashtag wars. <laughs> it could be that, uh, uh, and also like, why? Where is everyone? Like, you know, where are the George Takeys of the world? You know, accusing Chris Hardwick of being 
being like an agent of the Kremlin. Right. Uh, I mean, Joanne Reed has just posted through. Uh, I mean, it was it was pointed out that she was she was basically uh, amplified by these bots more than. I mean, almost of of any TV talking head, she was amplified yeah. the most, and she is also like the of all of the you know the 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 Russian warriors on MSNBC. She has been the most aggressive at punching left. Yeah, there's. I mean, not even fucking Rachel Maddow had uh, went after Sanders and Stein the way that uh, the way that Reed has. I mean, she has been so aggressive and brutal at attacking the left, and I mean that's her job. She's a flack. Part of what I've started to realize is that arguing with People like that is like pouring water into the ocean. Like the only reason they exist is to upset us. Yeah. Like that is why they are being Which paid also, seven figures. Know, what the internet research agency was supposed to be doing. It was just like a group of people that like were getting paid. I, I, I The way I think about it is like I think of it like funny or die. <laughs> like they're just like a bunch of like poor young people like working at some shitty like new Office, media company yeah. like doing like stuff or they're like I don't really know what the fuck this is but they're just doing weird posts and stuff instead like I, I don't know like, I was surprised Adrian Chen was allowed on MSNBC at all to say it wasn't that big of a deal yeah, yeah. but posting through posting through seems to be if there's one lesson from 2017 2018 it's that posting through seems to be the only way to yeah. like get by with this shit like, or just don't join and read and TJ Miller on the same the same wavelength right now uh, uh, of like if it comes something comes up just keep on posting yeah uh, whole, I mean, look, whole let, post through this let's be yeah. blunt like that's what Trump did and it worked uh huh and so that's what everybody on I mean or you yeah. can just do what I did and log the fuck off that's and why save your I'm brain. proudly wearing a shirt right now that says keep calm and keep posting he's not wearing that shirt he's a liar it's fake news <laughs> so um speaking of posting through it um i had an incident um right. this weekend after seeing Woo! black panther where i i was challenged as a poster as the <laughs> creator of the posters creed i will never log off i will make my enemies log off i had a lot of enemies coming for me yeah that show yeah. was put uh, to the test huh yeah it was and i i just want to say i passed the test with flying colors um i did not log off i didn't quit i didn't Get, I got tired, but I didn't didn't stop. It was just I, I was constantly. ready for that medium post from you. I was ready for your long ass medium post about like time to take a break. But no, I'm oh, proud no. that you didn't do it. Oh fuck no! Fuck. Here's that. my question: <laughs> When for profit corporate media outlets build entire articles around your tweet. Does that make you a contributor? Are you now a contributor to the root by virtue of the fact that they wrote an entire article about your tweet? Well, looking at my bank account, that would suggest no. Um, I am not technically a contributor. I should put that in my bio, though. That contribute to the root and Atlantic and slash film. Uh, so if you if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't see my tweet, I just gave my raw thoughts about um, Black Panther after seeing it. I literally made the tweets while I was walking home from the movie theater. I'll talk about it more on another episode. I'm also writing an article for Alternate, who is actually paying me very, actually quite well to um, write about Black Panther. And they did it before I went, they offered it before I went viral. So uh, shout out to them for actually, you know, being about it and wanting to uh, yeah, give all, young man. black writers the opportunity to write. Unlike, say, um, The Atlantic, who just had a white guy. Um, write about it in my tweets um but yeah uh i gave my thoughts on the film i really disliked some elements of it i would find it i found it like distasteful on like a like moral and ethical level like i didn't really expect a lot going in it i i i didn't expect it to be a revolutionary movie even though it was marketed as such i mean they they're marking it as revolutionary while selling you know Lexuses you know <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I mean it, and it's, I knew, yeah. and I, I knew that wasn't gonna you know happen I know it wasn't gonna be revolutionary but I didn't expect it to be so counter revolutionary mm. so that's the and I, I talked about that you can read the tweets and then everybody was just coming for me coming for me all the all the Wakandans every there were more Wakandans on Twitter yelling at me than there were CGI Wakandans in that <laughs> film and, and to be fair most of them were goddamn CGI uh, 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 in that in that movie there weren't a lot of Wakandans uh, physically there but yeah they all were coming for me all were uh, like i got so many tweets that were just like shut up like uh, and here's the funny thing so black people they don't at 
reply. They quote tweet. They will quote tweet your ass all day <laughs> and all night. But I, so you you may you maintain your ratio no matter what, but you get like a ton of quote tweet notifications. And then you then if you make the mistake of clicking on that quote tweet, you get a whole thread of people yelling at you too. So um, <laughs> that was that was uh, interesting. Very. So what tired. did it feel like to be targeted for harassment like that, Leslie? <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that, that big. So the really the problem was like i started grad school like this week too like so i was just super drained and tired like having to keep up with my posting having to keep up with my um with my school work you know which you know of course course stepped up with your gaming as well and gaming as well like having to manage all three of those things it it was tiring but of course posting takes a priority but you can't just post man cannot live on posts alone um, so, <laughs> no man is an island no that's I, correct so it 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 worked out it, it finally slowed down a little bit and then like the white like supremacists like the alt right found the tweets and they were mm. just as mad about it too for some reason like i think yeah, why? I, I, don't they don't they want to hate the fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> The, the funny thing is, like, a lot of, like, conservatives, like, Breitbart and shit, they end up liking it because at its core, it's a kind of, like, a deeply conservative, uh, yeah. f- anti-black radical film. So they yeah. liked it. And but, here's but, my question. Oh, sorry. Keep go going. Ahead. No, just my question is, do you think that the conservatism of the film comes more from the ideology of the filmmakers or more from the idea that a cinematic universe needs to maintain its status quo in order to keep making if like if you change too many things and actually disrupt the status quo in one of these marvel movies then like oh our plans for infinity war are fucked so or maybe a little bit of both like so all right so i feel like i don't think the filmmakers necessarily are conservative themselves i don't think they consider themselves to be but I think there's ugh, shit. It's like it's hard to say because I want to say I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But then I look at shit like you know Hunger Games or even Wonder Woman, where that's for what it is. It's a film that says, "Hey, being a radical is good. You should fight oppression at any and all costs." And that doesn't make you the villain. That makes you the hero. Like that's very clear in Wonder Woman, Star Wars, Hunger Games, Maze Runner. Go down the list. We finally get to a black film, and it's like, well, we need to think about this. You know, do, we don't want to be, we don't want to be as bad as the people were fighting, and you know, stuff like that. Like, I, like I said, I'll get more into it in the article and our future uh, podcasts on it. But it it just it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I, I actually think it would be better if they just kind of left the political aspects just out of it. Like you don't have to try to make it political. You don't have to try to make it real world. Just say, Hey, uh, Kilmer, this Kilmerker guy, he just wants to steal vibranium and sell it to people. Like like, what's wrong with that? Like, just do that. Just do that. And this movie, uh, doesn't become as distasteful. And then maybe the conflict at the end where the Wakandans are killing each other, which, kind of turned my stomach but at least if yeah. it was a if if the conflict was about okay we're going some of us are going to be loyal to our king and some of us are going to be loyal to Ch- t'challa uh, this is assuming that they had actually established who t'challa was before then because they did not in this movie unfortunately and then that be the conflict and okay but like if it's like black neoliberalism versus black radicalism and they're killing each other for that like i wasn't into it at all like it <laughs> it just it just didn't work for me and the neoliberals won at the end and t'challa becomes like um bill gates obama um by the <laughs> yeah. end. and it's just like like he opens up like a outreach center and yeah, charter it's school like, it's like well, Wakanda that's, has that's, decided that's to like goal. participate in the profit motive yeah. it's like the end of the film yeah, but I, I, I don't want to get too deep in it. We'll do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do talk another episode we'll do about a, the actual episode. film. But the act, but the posting war. Oh my god, that was yeah. crazy. Did somebody posted like an image of like guts um, and the hundred uh, one versus one hundred fight? <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, that's how. I, that's how you, I you said that. Uh, you said that some of the chuds 
We're, we're less disrespectful to you than some of the white leftists going after you for shitting on the movie. No, no. to be fair, like those are just the weirdo white leftists who are just always mad about anybody who yeah. likes or has a podcast. So right. they don't yeah. have any like actual disagreements about they're just trolls. They're just trolls. They're just trolls mad because they um, didn't start a podcast sooner. Like, like it's so funny. Like have like they're trying to convince people that like Chapo Trap House is super racist and that's why they're so mad at it. And so they spend their time like attacking me to prove that Chapo Trap House is <laughs> racist. Like they're calling me like K helpers, like like a Uncle Tom and like K Hopper's pet project and like. <sighs> Yeah, like that's like, sick, man. Like real sick racist shit. It's dehumanizing. It's pro- not. It's and these people call themselves leftists, and they think oh. they can talk down to. I mean, that's oh my god. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> it's so sad. But the th- but the thing about it is, like, they're nobody. They're nothing. Right. Like I, I just you just block them, and then they don't exist because no sane leftist ever deals with them, and they can just be what you know the weirdos of the world. But I do want to say one really cool thing that happened was. Red Kahina uh, retweeted huh. my critiques of uh, the uh, Black Panther and retweeted a link to Struggle Session. So, uh, folks, we that. made it. We made it. We made it. We made we, it. Like Red Thank Kahina. Thank you, Molly. We truly appreciate it. Nothing but <laughs> respect for our Red Queen. Nothing but respect. We love you. Thank you so much. I just want to say, you know, coming to the, sort of the end of this sex segment or whatever, uh, um, is that I saw the Black Panther movie and I loved it and I thought it was inspirational and I have no <laughs> problem with any leftist online ever. <laughs> uh, you guys been gaming at all? I have too much, like a, a, a astonishing amount of video gaming. Uh, I think that I was like so built up from being on this uh, um, on my honeymoon and only having the Switch uh, that I just like wanted to play so many games when I got back. So uh, what I've been playing is uh, Dragon Quest Builders on the Switch. Uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter, you know, World. Uh, I I broke down and I got it for PS4. I'm a sick man. I know I'll probably also get it uh, for (laughs) For PC PC when it comes comes out. out. Because I want to play. Now, what makes this Monster Hunter? What makes this Monster Hunter stand out? Makes it different because every I mean, time I play a Monster Hunter game, I feel like, oh, this is every Monster Hunter game. You know, I I I haven't played that many of them. I'm kind of like you. Like I've played a few of them. I bought them, and I would like get. The, the thing that's funny about Monster Hunter games is I'm like, I never played them too much. I only got like 15 hours into one of them. You know what I mean? It's like, it still is a massive amount of time put in. Um, I guess just this one feels like... hours. Yeah, well, I mean, still, compared to like, you know, uh, to feel like I haven't barely started on something at 15 <laughs> hours uh, uh, is a lot. Uh, um, this new one, I, I would say, is like most accessible. Um, it doesn't feel extremely difficult and in, in fact it just plays like kind of like destiny but uh you know with a little bit more strategy built into killing things rather than just matching the same button over and over again um and it has this sort of like japanese weirdness to it that i that i really appreciate um i don't know it's kind of like it feels to me a little like dark souls but with like a quest hub and a cat following you around and talking to you <laughs> Which is cool. I like that. So you just basically... Do you... Remind me, like, can you catch any of them and train them, or do you just have to kill There's them no all? training, but you can capture them, and, like, then they're used for, like, research or something. You basically just... <laughs> it's the same as Destiny. It's right. like... Or any of these games. It's a loot, like, it's a loot you grinder. You get loot, and then you, like, build more powerful weapons, and then you go back out. There's something, like, really simple about it and very appealing. I'm really excited for it to come out on PC because I want to play it with people. Uh, I think it'll be better when I'm, like, playing with friends. Uh, How many players can play at a time? I think four Okay. Uh, uh, to, uh, to, like, quest i mean it kind of reminded me of fantasy star online it's a lot like that it's like you know it's like weirdly japanese like fantasy star uh it's kind of like the hunting itself is fun and like kind of uh i like kind of like satisfyingly aimless in a weird way like it's kind of like you just get out into the world and you have to like find the monster's like footprints and start tracking it down like it's this weirdly open world game uh um that yeah, I don't know. I, it just there's something very simple about these hunts uh, uh, being just it satisfies it satisfies something uh, maybe primitive inside you the the inner caveman the uh, you know I don't know or just like take down a saber tooth. I, I think it satisfies less the inner caveman and more the inner like Japanese teenager in me, which uh, I'm realizing I'm like man, I only you are a Japanese, Japanese teenager. teenagers like Jack, which yeah. is ugly. <laughs> Jack, 
I mean, with uh, with Persona, yep. with One Piece, <laughs> with Dragon Masa. Quest Builders. Dragon Quest, actually, yeah, maybe even a little like young for my uh, uh, for the Japanese. Well, how does Dragon Quest Builders work? Like, is that how is that different from any of the other like uh, turn based RPG? It's not a turn based RPG oh. at all. It's it's a Minecraft ripoff. Um, so it's like with slimes. It, with slimes and with quests and stuff. So if you, uh, you know, it's like Minecraft in that you have to build up a base and like you build rooms and then you craft items and things like that. But what's better about it than Minecraft is that there are quests. <laughs> there are things to do. And the game is not com- just completely aimless. Like there, like, you know, you build up a, a town and people give you quests for things to go and build and things like that. And your town gets bigger until you have to fight like a final boss. So it's basically just Minecraft, but like, with, with progression. Yeah, with progression added on top of it. It's very uh, uh, appealing and fun. And how's the combat work in it? It's not turn-based. It's just, it's it? just uh, Zelda. It's just oh, basically... Oh, just like yeah, lock-ons and target? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just weird because I think... Is that the first... I guess it's not the first Dragon Quest game to do it. Do, I'm not uh, sure. But because uh, there was like the... Um, weren't there like a couple dungeon crawlers that came out that, that sort of eschewed the, the standard? I mean, God... The first Dragon Quest game I pre- played was probably like when they remade one and two and put it on the Game Boy Color. Okay, sure. Like I think I, I played eight was my first one on the PS2. I, yeah, on PS2. Yeah, it's great. I uh, which is a great game. It's super simple. <laughs> I, I love the simplicity of it. Like uh, I was playing Celeste because uh, I have that on Switch. Too. I love and, you know, Celeste. I'm almost done with it. Stuff I was I, I I added it up. I was on like 65 hours of flights between all my time in Thailand. <laughs> so like. I was playing Celeste, and this, you know, will out me as not as hardcore as I wish I was, but I was finding it a little too hard and frustrating to, like, play on a plane. It wasn't like, <laughs> like, I, I want, I got Dragon Quest, and it was kind of this perfect level of, like, mindless, but there are, you know, quests to do. Like, it was great for playing on a plane, I guess, whereas Celeste, I was just like, I'm already in, like, such an annoying circumstance. Do I really want to just... Celeste is difficult. It's really tough, but it's got to be... My favorite 2D platformer in the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, what's the competition there? Well, that's true, too. I mean, it really is. It feels like... I, I, did either of you play Super Meat Boy? I did. I See, have it. I've never turned Super it on. Super Meat Boy <laughs> is fun, but what's missing from Super Meat Boy is any sense of progression or cohesion sure. or, or, or you know it's like each level is its own level and then Super you're just Meat speed Boy running kind of, through it. Kind of feels like uh, Mario Maker. In, in like a weird sense. Like it's just these sort of like, it's about process right. kind of more than it is about being. Right, it's yeah. level after level after level after level and it's like then you can replay the level and then you can yeah. play it in hell mode and like and then it's just, it's about, yeah, it's about learning the mechanics and getting better and better and faster and faster and dying less and less. Celeste is basically the same gameplay and it has a ton of like bonus levels and B-sides and extra strawberries that you can collect and shit like that. Uh, but basically... It, it, you know, it's like a, you know, it's an instant kill platformer yeah. with a dash mechanic and a and a climbing mechanic. But what s- separates it is that like the story is really good. Yeah, the story is good. I mean, it's what there's like. I mean, there's only basically like three characters, and like to be fair, like the sidekick character in a Madeline is is kind of annoying. But like once you get over it, because he's like always taking selfies and saying yellow yeah, and name? shit. It's like uh, oh fuck, I'm already blanking. I was out. just gonna say like it's funny to me. Like I love all the new indie games, uh, uh, and I like the what's going on in indie games. But almost everyone I play feels like it's gotta have like just like it's a, very a, a hipster man in it. Like yeah, they're got- always just like like they're like normal video games, but there's like a man with a beard who wears plaid in and like it, yeah, and instead and of tails. taking selfies. Yeah, um, I am. I am a. I'm blanking out on the name of, of the guy, but I'm gonna. Ba, 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 ba. Theo. Theo's Theo, his name. Okay. Thank you, Internet. And I don't really mind Theo that much, but if I'm gonna make fun of anything, it's just. I would make fun of Theo. Tweet. But that said, the the what I really loved is the main girl, Madeline, the main character you play as. She's like, yeah, got to be like 18 or 19, and I mean, the whole game takes place in Seattle. Like it's yeah. it's, and it's or, about around like depression, Seattle. and it's about it's, anxiety. It's about, yeah. it's about anxiety, depression, and the villain in the game. Is her inner her inner dark side like yeah. the one who is yeah. fucking up her client? <laughs> I know, I know. But who gives a shit? I'm sorry. Like who the fucking cares? It's fun. It's a, it doesn't sound like it. 
Or, or, I, I, I gotta speak but Leslie, on Leslie, this. Leslie, Leslie, there's a good boss fight where you learn how to deal with depression by blowing a feather in the air. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's I, not, I, I hate it. It is all, good. I, it's so pretentious. It's so pretentious. All, yes, it's pretentious. So many of these it, two. It, it, it's so it's pretentious. tweet. It's so pretentious. There's so many of these 2D. I, I'm a sucker. Any indie game. Like, I am not. I don't I don't get into the tweet shit. Like, just let me, like, blow some shit up, cut some heads <laughs> off, fight some demons. Like, you don't have have to make it be about like how you, your last breakup you know like that doesn't need to be like <laughs> but why not game. why can't games like okay also or, be about that stuff like, okay that's if, my thing is how, i'm like i like all of it how about this if you're going to make that game like i need you to put a little bit more effort than like 2d block characters you know make a <laughs> sinuous sacrifice i don't know if you're I, going I, to be depressed sinuous sacrifice to be fair was like the only double a game that's come out in the last like three years like well actually that's not true uh because oh yeah we can get into it now but like well well we're gonna be talking about kingdom come shortly Uh, but i do want to i do want to uh just for a second here i'm like you know i I don't i while i uh, i uh, i appreciate what leslie's saying and I, i i support his right to say it of course uh I think he's wrong. On yeah, Celeste, no. but, uh, I'm not but saying it's Celeste. Towerfall. Like, 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 let me say, I like. I'm not saying Celeste isn't good. I'm not saying it's not interesting. I'm saying I don't. Re- this is the stuff that does not sell me on a video right. game, and I do not care. And I almost and, never well, want to hear about Canadians, it. Well, it's made by Canadians, Leslie. You got to understand. <laughs> like, it's tough to. I mean, it's tough to like, say that like, because it is like, like, like it is a great platformer on its own, and this stuff is like an effective part of what makes it sort of stand above. But also, it is fucking annoying when you say it out loud. Yeah, like, like, like that's the thing. I'm sure it's an enjoyable experience, et cetera, et cetera. But like, like people talk like there's a hundred games with that description of it, and like I'm just over it at this point. Like, yeah, depression is a thing. Depression is bad. Depression <laughs> is real. And you made a cartoon video game about it. Okay, what do you what do you want me to do with that now? You made the five hundredth cartoon video game. About yeah, but depression. this one. I mean, here's the thing. But this though, one like, is special. But this one. Well, the is reason special. why it, well the platforming is fucking great, and that's like what okay, it boils down. That's to. what I'm saying. That's is, what I'm saying. It is funny that like this at this point now is like as hack as anything. Like it's like in the world post braid and everything like that. Like maybe someone should make an indie side scroller oh, that's like not about Celeste. Is, yes. Celeste is way better than braid. Like, yeah, but I, the I thing is, braid is good. Like Jonathan not, like, Blow is a much more history. pretentious was a developer. Good game. But the thing is, like braid came out ten years ago, so it's yeah. it's there's nothing special. Like you might as well say, oh, this game is about this uh, renegade space marine who goes and fights aliens and as if that's like supposed to be impressive uh, to anyone. Like it's the same thing. Like there's no difference at this point. It's become a fully formed trope. There's like a, you could probably do a whole like Steam playlist about games dealing with these themes, and that's is it's yeah, not I mean, bad to these think, things. But I just don't. I never want to hear about it again. Well, I think the indie <laughs> games. I think the indie games phase has spent the last you know ten years in sort of its garden state phase, and uh, uh, never mind. That, that, joke, that joke didn't. I was trying to make a Zach Braff joke, then I'm like, nobody even fucking remembers Garden State. Yeah. Like, that's how out of, that's how old I am now. Uh, um, eh, I like Celeste, and I, li- I especially like Towerfall. Did you play Towerfall, Leslie? I played, uh, I haven't played it before I played some of it, I, I, like, because it's for, like four-player co-op, I never yeah. got four people um, to play it. It seems cool. Uh, I used to do a lot of four-person, and that game is fucking hardcore. Like, I actually have to, like, I'm gonna hand it to the people over at Matt Makes Games, uh, for even though that yes, the plot of this one is about dealing with anxiety, uh, which is as indie game as it gets. These guys know how to make a hardcore video game. It's, I'm not going to stand. But for that's this, the thing. Celeste is fucking. That Leslie's saying. <laughs> Celeste, <laughs> you know what? Now I'm going to fucking get on you. On Celeste Twitter. is fucking difficult, and that's another thing. Like while it's dealing with like anxiety and frustration and depression, I am actually getting frustrated well. <laughs> as I keep losing. It's I died uh, in one of the levels. I died 1,200 times. It was a B side, which was one of their extra hard bonus unlockables literally 1200 times because you have a death counter and i mean it's hard but god i mean when you beat a level it is very satisfying and you know what i did feel like i climbed a mountain (laughs) okay well speaking speaking of indie games all right i've been playing a lot of hollow knight which is a game where you play as a little bug with a sword, and you go and you fight bigger bugs with bigger swords. That's coming out for the Switch and soon. I'm excited. Au- and it's awesome, okay? Like, none of this pretentious shit. It just creates... Well, did he break up with anyone, or is there, like, any sort of, like... <sighs> 
<laughs> it's just it's basically like Dark Souls, except you're all little uh, 2D bugs, and it's really really cool and really fun. Like it's uh, Metroidvania ish, but I don't think you have as much diversity in your weapons and powers as you do in most of these games. I've only played it for a couple of hours, but it's kind of basic where you have like one attack, and if and you always have to jump back uh, or the enemy will smash you if you make more than like one or two hits but it, it's a fun game like a lot of people are really into it they're putting out a new free update for it so if you're a dark souls fan if you're a metroidvania fan i, I would definitely recommend it because it just um looks beautiful um very you know well-built uh world and it's not about who the person who made the game you know yeah. like broke up with in uh, high school <laughs> like it's uh, amazingly you can make it it's not game. about like i think it's gonna it's not I about mean, like how to deal as an adult with but asthma that, but that's that's fine like i don't mind like with, with you know you've got the last year like there is a reason why like these themes are becoming super common it's because an entire generation is terrified and like that's i think like a a, a more interesting thing and I to mean, push back i think it's becoming super common because somebody made a bunch of money making the game about this uh <laughs> all uh, 10 years ago and now yeah people- but owl boy they took 10 years to make that game or like or uh what, what was the but other is owl boy about like i think it's about like no it's I think not it's, it's like just the- a remake of a old game right yeah it's just no. a- owl boys oh. all new. But I don't know if it has anything like I don't know if it's about like reconnecting with your father or something. No, but I think it is like another one of these emotional platformers. Right. And I think uh, what was what was the uh, the other? Well, I guess Night in the Woods is not a platformer, but I'm about to download. I that. I want to play Night in the Woods. Yeah, because uh, I need. But I think that that also is like another. It's you know, a, yeah, it's it's all part of like this. Night for, Night, for, Night in the Woods is more forgivable since it's just like a walking simulator video game, and it's just about the storytelling, and that's fine. That's it's also cool. got a very cool art style. Yeah, like, cool it's art like style. Kind of like a cartoon or something that just you can click in. Uh, yeah, that's like what, an adventure game. Yeah, that's fine. If you want to do an adventure game about. You know, you know, dealing with anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's fine. Postpartum depression. Hey, go for it. Like, doesn't need to, your indie platformer. You don't need to try to add like some gravitas to the story. Just let me jump around and uh, fuck it. And just let me jump around and shit. Like, that's it. That's all. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well uh, speaking uh, of uh, taking away uh, feelings. Yeah. And. You know, yeah, we have shutting to, down the snowflakes. We gotta, we gotta exactly. talk about the well, big let's, release let's, of the week. Yeah, let's let's go to the other end of the spectrum here, and people who who don't want all that kind of SJW bullshit in their video games and yeah. won't stand up for it. Um, the the big release this week, and Jonathan, you were saying before we were recording, like, and you're right, this game is like a a, a hit, unqualified. It's, like, it's, it's like the top, it's of the top the game charts. on Steam. Yeah, um, it, this it, game can't come deliverance, but. Like I, I want to push back on that. Let's not blow smoke up their ass too much. Like being a top game well, on Steam does, does it take I'm that much joking. effort? I mean, does it take that much? Effort? It's just a big game that came out, isn't it? All, sure. And like, there's nothing else like it's competing with. Uh, do we have the numbers on exactly how much is it selling? How much is selling on Steam? So before you know, the fucking chuds do a victory lap for their yeah. you know white Europe. Let's 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 take it a step back. So okay. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Kingdom Come Deliverance. It um, is uh, made by Warhorse Studios in the Czech Republic, and its creative lead is a guy named Daniel Vavra, who uh, a few years ago saw a really great marketing opportunity in uh, not only sort of siding with his fans who were into Gamergate, but like making it a part of the marketing campaign for the game. Right. And that was something that had not been done before. Yeah. And And, and so like, you know, when I was you know, uh, trying to get my fans to not turn into Nazis a few years back. I, I would support and talk to these Gamergator kids because I, like, had a lot of empathy for them, but it's, like, still fucking happening four years later, three years yeah, later. That's and it's so sad. fucking weird. Yeah, it's like anybody who who was anywhere close to not right-wing got off that train a year ago, two years ago. and But, like, this guy Vavra in, this, in the studio, they're Eastern European, uh, they they don't give a fuck about uh, I guess American values and they they don't want to be pushed by the globalists into putting uh, black people into fourteen hundreds Bohemia and yeah. so he made a conscious effort and it was a part of advertising the game that everybody in it would be white except for the Turks 
And it's very weird because so he like, made a conscious effort. Like I'm trying to like work through what how this all went down. So Vavra screenshots and everything like that. And let, and you know I want to be very clear here that I'm I'm in the I'm on the right side of history and I pirated this video game. Right. Uh, uh, I I downloaded it from a torrent website and uh, uh, this Vavra won't be getting my money for this <laughs> game. Although I do want to play it. So here's 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 the interesting thing, Vavra. Was the reason why uh, he 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 like would wear shirts that said like hashtag based yeah. anti feminist heteronormative cisgender SJW hater like he was always talk calling himself like proud shitlord he was sort of like it's very interesting because we look at Gamergate from a very American lens but in Eastern Europe where a whole lot of the 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 remnants of the double A industry are it's like the the you know the social values are not the same and so there's a lot of anxiety there's the the head of People Can Fly Studios, Adrian Schlamars, I don't know how to say his name, but he made uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter and Painkiller. He is more of like the moderate, like both sides liberal gamer gator. But this dude Vavra is like on the whole other end of this spectrum. Like he is, he is a dude who like is, I mean, if you go and look online, like he argues with people for days about whether black people existed in Germany in the 1400s <laughs> or not. And he makes it like a part of the advertising. Like he is actively, actively courting and so uh, I, I Euro files. Like, I feel like annoyed by this because, you know, why the fuck do I, like now I have to like not play his fucking game or you not can play his game. It. You pirate no, it. It's like you have to not pay for it. It's like at this point, like, this advertising campaign has made it that I'm like, okay, like, I wish that I could just play this fucking video game without, like, knowing anything about this guy. But yeah. now there's, like, this moral conundrum around it that I, that I think is very real. Like, I don't want to give this guy money because he's a fucking asshole. Well, and that's what's but weird. But the game is, is kind of good. Like, so I mean, the thing is, the- like, it's a real conundrum, but then it's also not. Like, like you have never watched the movie that didn't have, like... A racist on the staff, right? right? It's never happened. It's never happened. Never, TV no, I, show, I make sure. I make sure with every single movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like, you have this one guy. Like, he's trolling. He's trying to market his game to the chuds, and then people are saying, "Well, you can't play." Telling people who might just be interested in playing like a shittier Skyrim again for some reason that oh, well, they there's can't, no you, magic in it. There's we'll no. Talk, we'll talk through the actual yeah. game in a second, yeah. but, but like, it's hilarious. But like, like people who just want to play a game, they don't want to deal with this. So like, it's kind of a losing battle for like the left to try to like do these public pogroms against like these big you know, things like these big movies, these big um, video games when one guy involved in it is a piece of shit because at the end of the day, like most people are are, going to be okay with it. They're not going to care. They're not going to dedicate their lives to making sure that everything they consume is uh, is woke, you know? Right. And And, and, and and like the more we push, the more we like put the energy towards like not buying this video game that nobody's going to talk about in three months. Like that's energy that we not spending on more concrete things, more personal things that people do care about in their real lives and are going to deal with constantly. And that's kind of like part of this show is to kind of like diffuse that energy is like saying, okay, um, you can play kingdom come. You can, and, and, you know, troll the guy for being a fucking shithead on Twitter. Like, like doubt, like illegally pirate this game and troll the guy and enjoy the game. Like you, you can do all three. You don't have to pick one. Yeah, it's uh, you know the, the look. The dirty secret is is that half of these people are marketers and have no ideology at all. Their only <laughs> ideology is what will get me- mega headlines. This, this was a this was actually not a huge game. It was a Kickstarter game, yeah. and it was funded like three years ago. And then like he to keep the energy going to keep the game in the headlines, he would just. Basically, I mean, that's the dirty secret about marketing is that if you want to make money, just go against sort of the public opinion. You'll get like a small group of people on your side. It'll grow and grow and then you'll have a niche hit. And it's I mean, it's fucked up, but like it worked. It worked. He got a publisher. He got mega sales. And uh, yeah, now. So uh, talk a little bit about the game itself, Jack. I mean, I I would I think it's kind of fun and funny uh, what I've played so far, Um, you know, uh, uh 
basically the thing I kind of like about it is that you're just kind of a little, sh- you're like kind of a, a shitty nobody living in medieval times. Like so far I haven't played that much. And so far what happened is my mom woke me up and like told me I slept in too late. Uh, then she told me that I had to help my father like make a sword. My father told me to like go get money from this guy. I went to get the money from the guy and he told me to fuck off and kick my ass. And then like I ran into my friends and they wanted to throw shit at like the side of someone's house. And then, I, then we went back and kicked that guy's ass. And like that's pretty much it. Like it's kind of a funny game in that like it's not Skyrim. You're just a loser. Like and I kind of like you know, like the version, I I, I want to RP this entire game and not ever become, you know, good at sword fighting or anything like that. I just want to be a loser uh, living in medieval Bohemia um, among only white people. Uh, and the, <laughs> there are all white people in the game. Like, true to form, uh, that, that feature that they announced ahead of time uh, uh, is in the game. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is like a, a really, like, interesting thing because there have been years and years of debates over this one specific thing. And the argument that that he makes is like, this game takes place over like a 12-mile radius in my hometown. There are no black people here, and there have never been black people here. And there, they, you know, there may have been a few that came in and like traded goods along with the Turks and the Jews, but other than just traveling on, on the Spice Road, like it just didn't happen. And like, whether it's true or not, like, this is also, like, a video game where you drink healing potions and, you know. I, I mean, like, as, I, like I, I, that, that's a, a trap. That's a trap, Jay. Beginning yeah. into that is a trap. Like, yeah, because you're playing nobody, the game. Because nobody, if, he had, if they had put out this game with no black people in it except the Turks, that's probably, that's an improvement above a lot of games that come out and nobody talks about it as controversial, right? That's like, true. Like, yeah. so, like, so it's a fake controversy. Nobody would have cared if he had just put out this game as is without the oh we're gonna keep this historically accurate to white standards or whatever shit like nobody yeah, people just called it a mountain blade rip off and moved on like no nobody yeah. would have cared because like this you get the same thing in Witcher there's nothing but white people in Witcher there was like two articles on Kotaku about how there's nothing white people which in Witcher and that's bad but the vast majority of people don't give a shit they still talk about it as being you know one of if not the greatest game of all time as well as I do and like there's one person of color in the um, story in the DLC who is like basically like I guess serves the function that the Turks would in this game like and it's not a big deal like nobody is coming after you know the makers of uh, CD uh, Project Red for this like because ultimately like it's not that big a deal it's a fan it's a European fantasy game um there's not a lot of people who are going to be looking for black people in it yeah sure you could have had black people mixed in because it's a fantasy game but like it's not that important and you don't want to get i just think that's always going to be a losing like argument mm. for the left to get sucked into these things because if you ask it only benefits the company yeah it only benefits the company it only been and it only benefits the right because they can say well this is european this is european culture you wouldn't want if this you wouldn't you didn't want a bunch of white people in black panther right and then and then when 75 percent of people hear that they're gonna say oh that's kind of a good point like it, it takes a long time to explain why you know having nothing but black people in pa- black panther is different than having nothing but white people in witcher or kingdom come it just takes too much time and it's kind of just it's a tr- that's why i say it's just a trap no like, you're right don't i mean play the i game. just wish all I wish, honestly, is so that I can feel good about playing this game is that someone would make the all-black mod that just mods every single character in the game into <laughs> uh, uh, a black person. Like, I think that's the I, only way I'm going to feel okay playing this. Well, I think the modding community, uh, they already fixed the save system, which apparently yeah, is absolutely dog shit. It's like you have to, like, drink a beer to do a save or something. I mean, the game is janky as shit, and uh, it's, you know... It feels complete. It feels unfinished. Um, it's kind of hilarious what it is from what I've played thus far. Uh, and I would recommend that if anyone has a reliable website that won't get you dinged by your ISP, um, steal that. Give shit. it a shot. Steal it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, in other Kingdom video game news, uh, I also started playing Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5. Yes! Have you played them? I've played uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and I've never played any of the spinoffs, but I've read all, uh, I've watched all of the History of Kingdom Hearts YouTube videos <laughs> because it is, God, have, have you played Kingdom Hearts, L? No, I never will. 
So I was going to say, on. Leslie, uh, you can feel free to just hang up at this point. Come on. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is one of the most... It is, it, it's it is, bizarre. It's one of the most bizarre franchises of all time. I, I'm having a little bit of difficulty playing it because, honestly, like the times that I die in it, it's like so clearly a game for children that I just feel like so humiliated every time I like die in the game. Um <laughs> Like, Sorry, go ahead. You know, but just my thing is like I never, I don't like Disney. I like I never have liked Disney. So like mashing up, like it kind of pissed me off because it took so long for those for Final Fantasy games to come out back in the day, right? And it's like, all right, so it takes you know five years for a Final Fantasy game, but you're making this bullshit on the side too. Yeah, like like hey. it, like, it, like as a young Where? gamer, that pissed me off. Where else can you? Where else can you hear Lance Bass from NSYNC playing Sephiroth? It's, oh, it, I mean, I, what I I don't love Disney, and I've never been a huge Disney fan, but I do kind of love like Japanese Disney, if that makes sense. Like I kind of like Japan. There is obsession like a, with Disney. There's, there's a very there's a very like a a bizarre like window feeling like you're you're There's, witnessing disney culture from a culture that is not your own it's interesting like, like disney sea is interesting out there like and and in that way like kingdom hearts is kind of a weird and fascinating game because it is like it, I, it's like it's because it is you know disney is like one of the like big exports of american culture around the world like if you look at it it's like what are the big things it's like superman mickey mouse mcdonald's are like the big impacts that america Outside of like imperialism and death, as <laughs> the world. Uh, uh, and so it's like it is fascinating to look at it, it, it from that perspective. That I'm like, this is like the premier video game studio of another country, like interpreting the premier characters of this other giant corporation. Mm. Like there is something bizarre and sort of very international about it. It's also <laughs> insanely convoluted. Each, so convoluted. Each Kingdom Hearts sense. story leads into the next, and it's like there's a 17-year continuity that you need to follow to the T to understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And, like, the fact that Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out 15 years or something like after Kingdom Hearts 2, yeah. and you're going to be expected to know everything from, uh, like, Dream Drop Dash <laughs> to, like, uh, Chain of Memories to... Well, that's why I like that, and I'm that guy. 2.5 like, HDX three like i don't even know I, what the fuck it is anymore I, I, I unfortunately am that guy like i'm the guy who watches the kingdom hearts 3 trailer and i'm like man the kingdom hearts universe seems like so convoluted and stupid i gotta know everything about it <laughs> so like i don't know seeing that three trailer i was like man what a bizarre world like i i better start watching uh, you know playing these um and they are a fun game like it actually it reminds me of uh Actually, a lot of, uh, uh, of um, God, what was that one I was playing? Uh, uh, Nier. It reminds me, like, the combat style reminds me a lot of Nier Automata. Uh, and, yeah, um, it's like, it's, it's you know, like, a, sort of like halfway between action RPG and turn-based. You're yeah, running around and of, you, yeah. you whack your keyblade and you have <laughs> Goofy and Donald are casting spells and buffing you. It's very strange. I and, mean, like, the role-playing I, elements are light and you, like... And you get to like it's terrible. Whatever. I don't know. It's Cut like cloud and Eris. I don't need anybody to know that I'm playing Kingdom Hearts. No, no, don't yeah, but oh, I'm more embarrassed by playing Kingdom Hearts than by playing Kingdom Come. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So well, I, I did a stream recently of uh, God of War three. Okay. Um, uh, for the struggle session fans, if you watched it, and that game rules. Um, I love God of War. Um, I think all the games are like. Uh, I think everybody should go back and replay them before the new one comes out because the new one is a completely different genre. I don't know what's going on with it, but yeah, I've been having fun replaying of God of War, like just the last how of Kratos. Yeah, how brutal and violent, needlessly so it is. Like Kratos is just this complete. He's evil. Greek, complete piece of shit. Uh, and it's good. It's cool to play as the bad guy. It really is. I mean, I think what's fun, too, is watching the moral relativity of, of Kratos' fans. Like, I remember as a kid, I played the first God of War, and it's like, Kratos is so badass, and he's an anti-hero. This is a story of revenge against the worst Olympians who took advantage of him. And then God of War 2 came out, he's the God of War, and he's still murdering tons and tons of innocent people. Like, he won, he avenged his dead kid and wife, and he's still murdering a ton of people. And then God of War 3 comes along, and holy shit, straight up, full-on, like, ultra-super mega-villain. Like, you are, Kratos is the worst 
thing that has ever lived. No, and no, I, I was I, dragging I, I think, Hera by her hair. I don't think and smacking her into a statue. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Blood I, came out of her eyes. I don't think it's fair to call him a villain because all the other people are so much worse. Oh, are they though? Yes. Is he worse than Perseus? See, there's or, really a or, lot of bad people. Or Poseidon. On both sides. Oh, I mean, no. he like pulls, he pulls Perseus's leg off. He takes the, the no, god he, of the sun, no, he Hilo, pulls and decapitates a, him. He pulls Achilles' legs off, to that's be right, fair. That's right, that's right. And, you know, he deserved it. He was talking a lot of shit. He was talking a lot of stuff. <laughs> and he deserved it. Like, I, I did that on the stream. Like, he, he, what about Kronos, the god of time who helped Kratos? So the, you know how Kratos roared him by pulling out his fucking eyeball? Yeah, but at the beginning, the Titans kind of betray Kratos. So, you know, they... It, they got what was coming to them. They all did. That's the that's the beauty of this story is that like Kratos isn't necessarily good or evil. He's just the end. He's just the end of their world. He's the end of end of the gods. Yeah, yeah. The end he's, of their he's world. He's a force of nature. But no, I think he's fucking evil. I think when he like takes like he a just, woman and uses her fucking legs to hold up a block and like crushes her into goo. Like I think that's kind of evil. He's not evil. <laughs> he just is. Okay. <laughs> But now he's going to be a dad again. But it, it like I, I, I've been telling you before, like it's, it doesn't. It's a reboot essentially. Yeah. It, it's a reboot. Well, they're saying it's not. Though. But, Sony but, claims but, it's not. But like it's of course it is. Like you you can't look at that game and think that's the same Kratos with the same style. No, it's a completely different game. They just it's like t when they put out the new Tomb Raider. Well, she's still Laura Croft, and technically they could take place in the same world. But like. For all intents, she's also Nathan Drake. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's it's a reboot, uh, essentially. So yeah, they'll reference some of the old stuff, but like he's going to be a different character. I, the, the, the gameplay is like really it's like a new new actor too. I think. Uh, uh, no, I, I think it's the same. I hope it's the same one because that dude was great. But like it, he was uh, on the dude from Living Single. He, he was great in that um, as Krails, but. It, like the gameplay, like I have no idea how it's going to play, which really bothers me because the gameplay is the thing that makes God of War so no, great. It's a, it's, it's a new, it's a new Kratos. Oh. Uh, it's a guy named Christopher D Judge, and the last Kratos was uh, TJ David Hater. No, not David fucking Hater. <laughs> uh, although you know he got railroaded. I, I, what's he up to? I, I, I should look up his IMDb. We should have him on the show. Yeah, we should have him. Oh, on Christopher him for the Watchmen episode. Oh, Christopher Judge. He played. Um, to, uh, not Tuvok, the, tu uh, the black guy in Stargate. Stargate uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a guy named T.C. Carson. Terrence Carson was Kratos, and he was awesome. Yeah, Kratos has always been played by uh, African-American actors, and even though he's, like, ashen white, and I, I think that's actually a, a nice touch. No, he's ashen white because he was covered in the ashes of... Right, of his children yeah, that's <laughs> and wife. That, yeah, and the new guy is the guy who played uh, Tielk from uh, Stargate, so... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 he's, yeah, yeah. He's got a great voice. That's good. I don't know why you got pit, you know, black actors against each other, but, you know... Well, because, you know, Kratos has changed, and therefore so must the actor. Like, that's <laughs> the attitude in these studios. We don't want to remind people that, uh, I don't know, that Kratos used to play, uh, you know, button-mashing minigames to fuck women and get orbs. Because that's... There's no more sex in this one. They took out all the sex. This is this is this is not your father's Kratos. Yes, <laughs> this is uh, this is this is a calm. Uh, this is a you know a, a contemplative, uh, uh, respectful Kratos. Uh, the world has changed, and so too must Kratos. Yeah, the meme two movement and its effect on Kratos coming to uh, Gotaku.com. <laughs> I guarantee it. He crushed my legs into jelly. My bones were broken, and then he <laughs> revisiting sent, he God slid of War into my too. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> all right um all right well uh we've been talking for a good hour yeah this is an hour here about the video game now i gotta go back home and uh play these video games we were just talking about yeah absolutely um well glad to be back everyone i'm Welcome sorry back. that the new host Welcome. search didn't work out and uh you have to stick with me for the time being <laughs> that's okay we like you, and we like your office space. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much, everyone. Have a good night. See you next week. Have a good night, everyone.
Brian Comrade Crabtree here to tell you to listen to A Hollow Pillow Swank on the Swinder 2am Sunday night into Monday morning at WAYOFM.org or 104.3 FM if you're in Rochester, New York. Each episode is available on Mixcloud for free at can creep on our website at I crave a new world where it rains every day and worms come up from the ground and wiggle on the side streets. Follow us on SoundCloud, Facebook and on Twitter at VoteMitch2013. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.